Hello, you're listening to Grow, Cook, Inspire. I'm your host, Helen Cross, and this is the podcast with gardening, food and farming at its core, supported by Plant Grow UK. Welcome back to the show. North of the border up here in Scotland, the summer holidays are in full swing. July has arrived with fanfare and gusto as we watch our gardens and green spaces burst with colour and come alive and our plots begin to produce gluts of courgettes, tomatoes and edible flowers. Now that we are beyond the point of midsummer, there is a feeling that the longer days are slowly slipping away and that we have to make the most of every minute of every moment of daylight by sowing, planting out and harvesting. But there is a fine line to be drawn between productivity and actually taking time to enjoy what we have created. After all, for me especially, one of the main benefits of gardening is not only to grow what we can eat, but to help boost our mood, reset and recharge our minds. I don't want to feel overwhelmed by an ever-ending to-do list. So this is a little reminder that over the summer months, take time out and actually sit, relax, pour yourself a drink, whether it's a cuppa or a G&T, and enjoy what you have created. On today's show, we hear from a number of different people who have benefited from the power of plants and gardening. You might not think that a drag queen, a teacher, a doctor or an ex-principal ballet dancer from the Scottish Ballet have much in common, but think again. Before that, here are a few quick fixes of things you can do in the gardening that won't take up too much of your time and also a few tasty recipe ideas to make the most of those courgette gluts this summer. If you have any gaps to fill in your veg plot or in your containers, think about sowing rocket spinach and little gem lettuce and more carrots to help tide you over and fill in any spaces. And if you want to have your own homegrown Christmas dinner, then now is a great time to plant cold stored potato tubers such as Charlotte into containers so you can roast your own homegrown tatties come the 25th of December. And if you haven't sown any Brussels sprouts, fear not, you can still buy plug plants at the garden centre or have a look online for Brussels sprout plug plants. Love them or hate them, they are a must for the menu on Christmas Day. Now, our household has a bit of a love-hate relationship with courgettes. The majority of the household hate them. I, however, love them. So grow an abundance of all different shapes and sizes and colour. I usually buy my seeds from Sarah Raven's courgette collections. They really are delicious and look really beautiful in the garden too. And if I get a good run, I can still be harvesting courgettes when the first pumpkins appear. Now, when it comes to cooking with them, the possibilities are endless. Although the kids will tell you they don't like courgettes, they don't say no to my courgette and coconut and lime muffins, which are a huge hit. And basically, they are part of your five a day. 
For a quick and simple summer supper, take some shop-bought puff pastry, spread with pesto, slice one large courgette into discs, spread that over the top of the pesto, drizzle with olive oil, crumble a bit of goat's cheese over the top and then drizzle some honey and bake it in the oven at about 180 degrees Celsius for around 40 to 45 minutes until the pastry is beautifully golden brown. It's really yummy and it will be a quick fix for a tasty summer supper. Also, one more recipe just for good measure. Um, I love just simply slicing courgettes into discs and frying them in a little olive oil for six to seven minutes on each side until they're again nice and golden brown in colour. Toss through a salad of fresh salad leaves, nasturtium leaves and nasturtium flowers and to really make this salad sing, mix up a salad dressing of olive oil, honey and tahini. And I'll put all the details of the recipes in today's show notes so that you can make the most of your projects this summer too. I've spoken a fair bit on the podcast about how gardening has benefited my own mental health over the last few years, especially during the pandemic. As a mum with three very young children and a husband who was out working as an NHS doctor, there have been very dark, bleak periods. But like so many others out there, gardening has become an important piece of kit in my toolbox to help me combat the black dog when he comes lurking unannounced around corners. Gardening is a distraction. It provides an escape. Whether you're anxious or you're experiencing a breakup or going through a period of grief, the garden allows you to lose track of darker thoughts in your head, grounding you and bringing you into the moment. It's not a quick fix, but it can help alongside many other tools. Today's guest is 25-year-old Tom Leonard, aka Daisy Desire, the drag queen gardener. And he knows firsthand the power that gardens can have on our mental and physical well-being. Combining a love for gardening and drag, he made headlines and turned heads last year at Hampton Court Palace Garden Festival, bringing a much-needed fresher approach to garden and a touch of glamour, adding what he describes as some couture to your manure. I caught up with him earlier this week, one year on from his debut at this year's Hampton Court Garden Festival to find out what a difference a year has made to this fantastic, fabulous drag queen from Warwickshire who only a few weeks ago made headlines as the very first drag queen to appear on Gardener's World. He only started gardening in 2019 after a breakup and we chat about his plans for the future and how he has dealt with the internet trolls and even horticulture is not immune to the dark side of the internet. He is one of the nicest human beings I have spoken to and had the pleasure of interviewing. So enjoy our chat. Daisy, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hello, darling. I'm very well. How are you? I am excellent. And just to rewind the clock back, a year ago, mm-hmm. when we're at Hampton Court Flower Show, but a year ago, yes. 
2021, you let's say you strided into the world of horticulture with a bit of a, a bit of a bang. A bit of a bang, yes. <laughs> I left all of them shaking in their wellies. <laughs> <laughs> what has the reaction been like over the last 12 months? Because it has been a bit of a whirlwind for you. Yes, it's definitely been a whirlwind. I mean, overall, it's been an absolutely lovely response to, you know, being a drag queen and a gardener. But also, uh, I mean, there, there's been a, a few haters. I mean, since Gardens as well, a few weeks ago, there's, there's been a lot more. But I think if I'm honest, like, it gives me, it ignites a fire under me to just go harder and, and go bigger with the drag as well, just to scream it in everyone's faces. But yeah, it has been a whirlwind year, but I'm really, really proud of kind of how far I've come as well. I mean, I'm now a qualified horticulturalist. I've been on the biggest gardening show in the country and and even my own drag as well. I mean, it's a lot of work and, you know, I mean, a lot of effort. And, I could believe that. And I've, I've <laughs> just tried to elevate in every way possible and I'm just really proud of everything. And you said, because I, I watched you on Gardener's World a couple of weeks ago and um, I was actually really moved, doesn't, and I'm, I'm genuinely meaning that by your interview, actually. And I'm, so I'm surprised it would have had a negative a negative reaction yeah just lots of keyboard warriors out there just, absolutely yeah, yeah. I, I, I do you know what though it goes over my head i mean yeah. you know i'm i'm doing this for a, a bigger cause really so you know totally. they can say what they want but i'm going to carry on going so let's rewind back before uh, the pandemic and before lockdown what were you doing before gardening because you got your allotment back in 2019 is that correct yes yes i did oh yeah i've you, done my research you have done your research <laughs> yes um i basically how i got into gardening was i just kind of had gone for a breakup and i used to see the train uh, the allotments going past on the train on the way to work before i got made redundant from john lewis and i was just always really curious and then once i kind of well basically i kind of got dumped and the next day i went and got an allotment mm -hmm. i was a bit hungover that's why i didn't sound girls in this world but i was a bit hungover and um yeah i took on this plot and i was like oh i'll probably have to get a pair of gardening gloves i don't really know anything about gardening and then um you know what? I made so many. I made all the mistakes that any first gardener kind of makes, and the only thing I could really grow was um, a, a giant marrow, which I don't love. Which, uh, you know, I, I don't really like marrows, which is quite funny. But I always say to people now: always grow what you like and what and you I, like to eat. Exactly, and I think that's why I'm kind of I'm turning into a, a fairly good gardener because. You have to make those mistakes to then know where to go you know, after that. And I think, well, that's the point in gardening, isn't totally. it? Totally. It, it, it isn't, you know, screw being intimidated by gardening because it's not about that. There's no such thing as a bad gardener. Everyone starts somewhere. But yeah, from there, um, ended up getting a second allotment and then going to the Botanical Gardens in Birmingham to train as a horticulturalist. And, you know, then, then kind of, how do I put it? I was a drag queen or was starting to become a drag queen and obviously when in lockdown when all the kind of clubs and the pubs were closed i needed some place to use as my backdrop mm -hmm. and because I, I already had this gardening um account on instagram sorry <laughs> um i used you know my allotment and the greenhouse as a backdrop for my drag and i just i mean if i'm really honest i didn't kind of mean for that to turn into a, a, a kind of career but mm -hmm. i just wanted to make people laugh and kind of just I suppose show that you know I'm I'm not your stereotypical type of gardener, but but I, what is there is no exactly. such thing. And I think okay, yesterday you do look around and it is very white and there is a certain sort of age group. But actually yeah. beneath that and what's become apparent over the last two years is there, are, there is a fresher, more diverse, Absolutely. younger audience going and. 
to be honest, we all know that our planet is in a bit of a crisis, and without that younger blood, so to speak, coming Absolutely. through, then we hopefully are going to be in a better position because we need to move forward and sort of ignore previous practices. So well, exactly. power to your elbow. <laughs> well, thank you. And do you know what? I really hope that like. I'm um, just some part of that change in terms of bringing a younger crowd into gardening because also you know we just lived through a two year long pandemic and it's been so hard for everyone but gardening can be so beneficial to your mental well-being and I, I think what really gets me kind of me revved up is the fact that gardening isn't pushed enough in terms of being a source of, of helping for your mental well-being so trying to just drive that and shout and scream that from the rooftops is something that I'm really trying to push now that I have this platform as a drag queen gardener and I just think, especially for those younger generations, you know, getting them into horticulture kind of early and kind of getting them interested, because it, it doesn't have to be about, you know, how far away are your carrots, you know, sown from each other. It's not about that no, at all. No, it's so much more. So Absolutely. Much more. And, it, you know, whether you're growing crops or flowers or both, or, you know, trying to make a beautiful garden, as long as you're enjoying it and yep. as long as you're participating, I think that's the main you know, that of, is the key. That's the key. That is the key. And also the comparisons between drag, which is theatre yes. and performance, and your garden is I often think of a garden as being a form of art. It is a theatre. It's oh, a way absolutely. for you to express yourself. Well I mean look at Chelsea Flower Show. That's like oh God, that's totally. like the art form of crafting, <laughs> you know, the gayest kind of like garden. Mm, totally. And then you get drag. <laughs> So, you know, why not? Why not? Why not? So, show garden in the pipeline? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, we're, I mean, we're in talks of possibly doing something for next year. If I'm honest, I'm quite a confident person, but that is something I'm quite um, nervous about because, yeah, I, I, I've never done something like that on, on that level. Sure, sure. You know? Um, but I've got a lot of people kind of backing me in terms of, you know, support and cheering me on. And it's something that I'm, I'm determined to do. I am determined to be known as that drag queen totally. that put on a fabulous garden on the main avenue at Chelsea. And anything that reaches out to a wider audience that wouldn't necessarily have been interested yeah. in horticulture oh, is, yes. and is we, a good thing. Absolutely. And it's just kind of, you know, why not? When people say to me, you know, why are you putting drag into gardening? What, what does that why have, not? What, and I'm, yeah, that, that's my response. <laughs> like, well, why not? I was like, well, come on now. Let's just... <laughs> Why, why it doesn't have to be this intimidating kind of way, you know, gardening can be such a good source of, you know, just getting some clarity, Sure. you know, and I just think that, you know, especially with a, the younger generation, you know, when you're gardening, you, you're not on your phone. We go, you know, we're in that media storm right now where we, we wake up and we go to sleep and we're on our phones. But when you're gardening, you're concentrating on that tasking hand so you can't multitask you have to really and i think that's where i kind of have fallen in love with gardening because it's almost like you're 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 putting in the work for hope and i think that that's that's why i love it so much is because you know you're working towards hope yeah. because to, to garden you have hope totally you know for these flowers to grow for you know that garlic not to rot in the ground <laughs> i mean sometimes it can be difficult to do that but you, you know what i mean it, it, it's you know you're striving to have hope and i think that's what you that's what gardening does for me and i also think that's what gar that's what drag does for people as mm -hmm. well it, you know it's a celebration but it also kind of gives people hope for a, a better more kind of diverse world totally we all we all need a bit of that definitely yeah. definitely what um, is the work that you're doing with thrive because i know that you're on the stage this friday at hampton uh, yes. festival um so what is your relationship with that charity so basically when i was approached to do some talks on the main stage um, when the Irish asked me, well, what do you want to talk about? And I said, well, 
I don't want to talk about how to garden. I want to talk about why I love gardening. Sure. And I want to talk about why gardening is good for your mental well-being. And I said, look, this is my idea. And I said, I don't want to talk about facts. I don't want to talk about statistics. I can't say that word. Statistics. Statistics. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, what I wanted to do is almost have like an open conversation about gardening and bring the audience in. But I wanted to kind of uplift a charity called Thrive, which is a horticultural therapy charity, and they're not shouted about enough. So I've asked one of their members, um, who's one of their teachers who work within the organisation charity, to join me on stage. So where I'm talking about how gardening is good for your mental well-being, they can kind of come from more of an academic point of view, but a very mm-hmm. informal kind sure. of way. But it's more. I'm also driving on my own personal experiences about how mm-hmm. gardening has been good for me. And then, you know, Thrive can say, well, actually, this is why, yeah. and this is the kind of reason behind it so it's it's an open kind of dialogue on stage instead of me saying this you know such and such percentage it shows that gardening is good for your mental health actually no i'm not talking about your mental health i'm talking about your mental well-being in general sure and this is why it's been good for me and like i say how you know gardening gives you you know it's like you're giving a chance on hope mm-hmm. and i think that that's what i wanted to do as well and i think by bringing Thrive on with me. I just wanted to kind of do things a bit differently as well because I'm, I'm, I'm different, as, as, as you can see. <laughs> but also, it's about bringing a fresh kind of energy mm-hmm. into totally. the RHS and also into the gardening yeah. industry. Less stuffy. Less stuffy. More glamorous. More glamorous. As you see, adding a little but bit of couture fun. to me. Yeah, totally. I do love your couture too. Yeah. Your mature. I mean, that's fantastic. But yeah, more fun because gardening is fun and you need to do what makes you happy. Exactly. It's not supposed to be this stuffy industry. It's supposed to be just a nurturing task. And yes, it can look absolutely fabulous. But, you know, if you're not participating, no, how are you ever going to achieve that, totally. you know? So what are you growing in your allotment this year? At the moment, it's kind of very much kind of 50% crops and 50% um, flowers. Um, I'm growing a lot from seed in terms of a lot of kind of pollinators as well. Um, you know, some corn flowers. And one thing that I'm absolutely loving this year, I should mention, is my alliums. I've got some Globuster oh, alliums and the alliums. bees love them. Love them. And, you know, this is why I... I don't know about you, but when you see a bee just land on that flower that you've grown from seed, it's it, the eat. I'm not being funny, but like it's just, it sounds really, really bad. I shouldn't say this, but you know when you drank a lot of water and then mm. you go for a number one and, and, and it comes really clear and you're like, it's, I'm doing well in life. Yes. Now, ego boost. That's how I feel when I see a bee <laughs> land on, on that flower. Seriously. It's really like, therapeutic to watch. It really well. is. It's like, it's almost a bit emotional, really, because it's kind of like, wow, you know, I'm. I'm doing the work, you know, I'm doing that, that, that good job in life, you know? Top tips with your alliums. Yeah. Once they've gone to seeds, right? Yeah. Cut them off, leave a bit of stem, dry them and use them as baubles for your Christmas tree after you spray painted them. Oh, I love leaving them when, once they've kind of, you know, Yeah, but maybe like just before it. Christmas. A, a bit of, you know, structural them. interest. Yeah. That's a good idea. And then I've, like you were saying, the big globe ones. Yeah. I've got a massive muckle one that I use as a star on top of our Christmas tree. There you go. That. I'm, I won't credit I'm, for that. Though. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that one straight <laughs> to the bank. I am. <laughs> Bless you. Brilliant. And what's the reaction been from friends and family? Oh, it's been overwhelming. I mean, the support from my friends and family. I mean, I, I feel a bit bad because it's always like I'm trying to meet up with people, but at the moment I'm just so career focused. Yeah. But overall, I'm constantly getting messages from my friends. And I'm here with my mom today. Oh, I know. I, I wanted to bring her to her first flower show. Oh. And, I, and for her, she, it's just... She nearly made me cry, but I was like, you can't let me cry because <laughs> I'm in drag. But she was like, I'm just so proud of everything that you've yeah. done and just seeing seeing Daisy in the full form yeah. and, 
And yeah, it's 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 been honestly, it's just been so humbling. I, I love it. It's it's been it's been beautiful. And what have you seen today that you're going to take home and replant in your own garden? Oh well, you know, I've seen a lot. I mean, I do a fair bit of companion planting, but I've seen a lot of that in the um in the allotment gardens. Yep. And I'm yet to kind of turn left and go around the kind of garden design spot. I'm really excited to go around there because you know of me looking into being a garden designer yeah. so i'm going to be picking the ear, well, chewing the ears off i think that's the saying isn't it yeah, of yeah. um a few of the garden designers so i'm looking forward to seeing that yeah so is that the plan then are you going to go into garden design that's going to be your, yes along with the drag you're going to keep the drag going yes of yeah, course totally. well that's the plan so uh, as myself as tom the gardener that's kind of what i'm kind of taking my gardening business towards eventually mm -hmm. but also as the drag queen gardener i'm doing that on more of a kind of i suppose I don't want to say commercial level, but on an RHS level, sure, if that okay, makes sense. Okay, okay. And your own mental health now, because we know that there's there's no quick fix to sort of mental health issues. There's a toolbox, and no, gardening yeah. is part of lots of, of, of that toolbox, along with live music, drugs and therapy, and the rest. How, <laughs> uh, I mean, I am speaking from experience. Um, I re really recommend live music as well. as I mean, Absolutely. I Singing. Bounce yes, it out in the car, totally. darling. Honestly. And in the garden. Like, yes. totally. That. And drugs and therapy. Oh. Um, <laughs> where where are you on that path at the moment in terms of your own mental sort of health? Um, I oh oh. If you have not already had the opportunity to do, we'll just so, take a pause. Don't yeah. To purchase a show catalogue from our kiosk. <laughs> Each of the nothing like live I know. radio. <laughs> Information about the program of events through the day and full details of all the exhibits and exhibitors. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, darling. Um, no, yeah, I think. I, I'm doing I'm doing well. I really am. I think in terms of... I'm not going to lie. I, sh I, I don't like to admit this, but I think since Gardener's World, there's been a lot more kind of criticism and a lot more kind of hate. But it gets me down for a moment, mm -hmm. but I don't let it control me at all. Yeah. I try not to look at it, if I'm honest. Sometimes it's a bit hard to do that. But I do not care yeah. what people think. Yeah. If I'm really honest, like... At the end of the day, like, I'm bringing something fresh, I'm bringing something new. If you don't like me, then that's your problem, yeah. not really mine. Like, what other people's business is, is none of mine. No, Do you know totally. what I mean? What other people think of me. And I kind of think that it just ignites a fire within me to kind of push harder, to keep going. Because there are people in other countries, or even kids growing up, or even, you know, people who are older than me, who are struggling to figure out who they are. Yeah. And I just think, as long as I'm here, and as long as I'm strutting in my heels, and got my good hair on, I'm kind of, I just like to think that I'm somewhat trying to do my bit. And for every hater yeah. out there, you will have undoubtedly helped somebody else, I am sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, have you had people that have sort of contacted had, you? Yes, I've had some of the most emotional mm -hmm. messages that I've ever received mm -hmm. in my life. And it, it's, 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 I don't want to say it's weird, but it's, it's in the sense of, I always find it hard to respond in the sense of like, because I, you know, when someone sends you such an emotional message, it's like, I want to send an emotional response back, but it's, it's hard to kind but of... you feel a bit irresponsible, I guess, I, to some yeah, extent. Yeah, yeah. And I, I am a very kind of personal person, but mm -hmm. I also have to be a little bit professional. But yeah, I, I'm, I find it really hard to be mm -hmm. that professional in those circumstances. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think my kind of mental health, it, I feel strong. That's what I really do feel because... As you mentioned, like last year, I strutted in here as a, as a drag queen who nobody knew, mm -hmm. and then one year on, mm -hmm. I'm I'm taking it all on, and I'm you know, and I'm 
looking good and feeling fabulous and you know I'm gonna take it to the next level and I'm just so excited to see where the next year takes me. Oh I think great things are gonna happen Daisy, great I things. I really hope What so. I want to know if the presenters of Gardeners World are listening, how about Daisy and Monty at Long Meadow? Well, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I have no kind of like way of kind of getting that to happen unless unless they ask. But I would gladly say if that opportunity were to come my way, I would take it with both hands and run with it. Well, listen, Daisy, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. Well, bless you. Thank you. It's lovely. It's What an absolute legend. And Daisy will be on the Get Growing Festival stage at Hampton Court Flower Festival tomorrow alongside the mental health charity Thrive. So if you're going along to the festival on Friday, be sure to head along and have a listen. Now, millions of us have taken an interest in gardening over the last two years. It's been estimated that over the course of lockdown, three million people picked up a trowel for the very first time. It's one of the positive legacies that have been left behind by the pandemic. I have loved learning about these new green-fingered champions who continue to inspire us to get out there and get growing and cooking seasonally. Here are just a few of these inspirational voices, including some chat from my eldest son. Monty Dawn, watch out. Hello, my name is James Morton, a GP and a baker of moderate notoriety, and I am speaking to you from my front garden, my first proper garden, um, above my raised beds full of courgettes and lettuces and beetroots and carrots and such things. Um, it's at the end of a busy day, the baby is in bed, and I've not yet had dinner, it's eight o'clock, um, but just wandering around this meadow, slightly unkempt, gives me quite a lot of joy. Um, and I must say that Helen Cross, and indeed her podcast, has been instrumental in inspiring me to get involved. So, thank you, Helen. Hi, I'm Otto. My age is seven, and I love gardening because it helps the planet stay alive. And if the planet stays alive, we can live. And if we, by helping the planet stay alive, we can grow flowers, especially sunflowers. And then we can just grow pumpkins and build bee hotels, bugs hotels. And if more bees stay alive and more plants stay alive, hope everyone will be happy. And this is my end. Everyone, keep, go and grow. Keep going. My name is Andy Peasgood and I'm currently a core teacher at the Dance School of Scotland, which is Scotland's official centre of excellence for dance training. I trained full-time at the Royal Ballet School for eight years and upon graduation, I was invited to join Le Ballet de l'Opera National de in France. After two years in France, I joined Scotland's national dance company, Scottish Ballet, where I worked for 12 years performing across the globe and becoming a principal dancer. The training and dedication required for a career like this can take you on a journey where quite often you're emotionally and physically spent as great rewards 
but there is this expense and this is where my interest in gardening took a deeper meaning. Gardening slowed down time for me and allowed me to be physical and creative whilst letting my mind drift off, figuring things out in a safe space, free of any judgment. After many years in the theatre, I have a strong interest in garden design, and this is something I'm focusing on in my own garden, transforming a new-built garden that has design, habitat, productivity, and welcomes wildlife and pollinators through a detailed planting scheme. Hello, I'm Erin Armstrong, a country bumpkin, nature lover, and plant addict. I grew up on a small holding in the countryside and some of my favourite childhood memories are picking fruit and harvesting vegetables. During my studies and when I started my job as a primary teacher, I spent less time in the garden, but my love of gardening was given a new life in 2019 after moving into a new build and we had a project on our hands. Together with my boyfriend and dad, I built a raised bed for vegetables and every year since we've added an extra bed as I always have something new that I want to grow. I love learning as I grow, and although I read and research, is the verbal sharing of knowledge and time with other gardeners that I love. I'm practical and learn best through doing. Having a project to work on in the garden gives me focus, and my mind is quiet as I work. I enjoy just slowing down and being in the garden. I'm also addicted to that feeling of satisfaction when you grow something from seed and then harvest it. It really is amazing. I love problem solving and using materials already available to me plus just giving things a go. This has definitely been passed on to me from my dad. I'm passionate about gardening sustainably and seasonally, and I'm keen to pick up and pass on knowledge. I strongly believe we should be doing more to encourage people to grow, um, not only for the mental and physical health benefits, but also as a valuable career choice, which can help lessen our impact on the planet. And for this reason, I've decided to take a career break from teaching to build my own horticultural skills. That's all we have time for today. A huge thank you to today's guest, Daisy Desire, and also author, writer, and Dr. James Morton, teacher and horticultural student, Erin Armstrong, ex-principal dancer for Scottish Ballet, Andy Peaswood, and of course, my very own son, Otto. Next week, I'll be chatting with journalist and author, Gabriella Bennett who has made the switch from living in a tenement flat in Glasgow and editing a newspaper to living in rural Perthshire and growing vegetables. Plus, I'll be telling you more about Kew Gardens summer Food Forever programme, as well as other green spaces to explore in Scotland and beyond with children throughout the summer holidays. Once again, thank you to you, my lovely listeners, for tuning in and listening. Please do subscribe, share and review the podcast on whatever platform you use. It really does make a huge difference. Until next time, keep growing and cooking. Hi, I'm Otto May, ages seven. And I think we should keep growing plants and the plant stays alive. And that's good for everyone else. So if the planet stays alive, if bees stay alive, plants stay alive, and if plants stay alive, the planet stays alive, so that means we'll stay alive. And if our planet doesn't have lots of plants, the planet won't work well, so everyone will die. And this is the only planet which, Earth is the only planet which has like, um, 
11 things on it so we should keep growing in and this is the message from Otto. Keep growing!